Last one for you, Joe Mixon. Did the league find you for flipping a coin on the field? This is the Rich Eisen Show. They did. did. Um, Okay. How much was the fine, if you don't mind me asking? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. 13 racks or something like that. 13 racks. I probably had the most shiniest quarter you can pull out. (laughs) Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Louis Riddick. Eagles tight end, Dallas Goddard. Still to come, Los Angeles Dodgers radio announcer, Charlie Steiner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show live on the Roku channel is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this show. We've got lots to talk about uh, over the next hour before we beat it on down the line for Friday's program. And then, of course, we re-air on the Roku channel, channel 210, as soon as this hour is over. We already chatted with Lewis Riddick of ESPN in hour number one. Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles in hour number two. If you missed it, guess what? We re-air on channel 210 as soon as this hour is over. We're live on Sirius XM Odyssey. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us as well. 844-204-RICH, number dial, as I mentioned. And I turn to my right and I see a, uh, a longtime friend who's kind enough to hang out with us here in studio in Los Angeles, California in hour number three my longtime colleague and now one of the voices of the los angeles dodgers charlie steiner good to see you charlie good to see you rich good to, i mean and it's just really funny how life works because um it just dawned on me the other day that it was the 30 year anniversary it crossed my timeline on twitter of carl lewis singing the national anthem 30 years ago and then the day after your if you will coverage of it on SportsCenter, leading to one of the greatest giggle fits of all time. And that went totally viral on Twitter. And then you text me like two days later, and I'm like, let's come in and let's chop it up. And now here you are. It's amazing. Well, first, my ankle is good. Okay. (laughs) Did you ever broadcast with a high ankle sprain, Charlie? Did you ever do that? Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Okay. You were but you know through. the great ones gutted out. You play in pain <laughs> as you did with your ACL. I mean, yes, that's yes. what you have to do yep. if you're going to make it in this business with any sort of longevity. You just tee it up, let her rip, and my ankle is good to go. Uh, I love it. Fantastic. I played little league ball, uh, central proctology <laughs> on Long Island. And That's quite a sponsorship right there. <laughs> yes, it was. That was it? Uh, yes, and, and we were. You finished last? Yes. You came we did, a, we didn't win a game. Career? Didn't win a game. You were poopy? We got our asses kicked every day. <laughs> Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I guess while we're on that subject matter, you. you <laughs> Good you transition. Used, no, because no, you used a line years ago that you referred to one of. Um, uh, the producers at, at the Worldwide Leader in Sports whose um, work you didn't really appreciate, to be honest. Um, you said somebody, that he couldn't find his own ass if you handed him a box of Charmin in both his hands. <laughs> a like his- box of Charmin and GPS. <laughs> and I, as I recall... One of the greatest lines ever. As I recall, there was nobody who came to his defense. <laughs> One of the greatest lines. I'm like, he couldn't find his own ass if you gave him a box of charm in both his hands. That's what you said, and it was really just uh, funny. Um, at any rate, 
So when you saw the fact that it's been 30 years since your... It, it blew me away. Actually, I got a text the night before from one of the producers who was, in fact, quite good. Jerry Madelon. Oh, we... I, Jerry. We know he, Jerry, of course. Jerry was, yeah. in fact, the producer of that show yeah. that night. And so I got a text the night before notifying me it was the 30th anniversary, which was the first. And then it was like, jeez. Um, and then, then you, you're like... Citizen Kane, <laughs> you put it out uh, in into the internet world, yes, and, and it just it, it 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 took off. It did. I, I was love it still. astonished. People still love it. So when you heard Carl Lewis's net, walk me through when this hit the Sports Center newsroom. It began that morning. Yeah, I was driving in to uh, Bristol. We had a, a seven o'clock show, and inexplicably, we had editorial meetings at ten a.m. <laughs> For no apparent reason other than. And and so we're sitting around, and Jack Edwards happened to be anchoring with me that night. Normally yes. it was uh, Bob and, and Robin. Robin. yeah. So anyway, Jack unmercifully drew the short straw that night, apparently. So I'm driving in, and I hear on WFAN like 10 seconds of this thing. <laughs> and this editorial meeting, we just talk about what we're going to talk about that night. Yes. And I told him I heard this thing. Maybe we have video of it. Okay. So somebody goes downstairs, and damned if there wasn't video of the whole thing. And they used to give me what they called the kicker, the last story of the show, which was, you know. A, 7.58 in the evening after right. a 7 o'clock show. That's exactly right. Right. And so try, try to end on a upbeat. <laughs> and so now we see the whole thing. So it's like, this is god-awful. But there's something that we can do with this. And, you know, going in, uh, you know, basically we're going to condense it for your own good. Here it is. Now, in the old days at ESPN, before there were offices and stuff, we had these little, uh, just little cubicles, right? Cubicles, that's the word. Yeah. And my cubicle happened to be next to a bank of uh, audio back when they threw in cartridges. Yes, that's right. And so... Right? Cart machines, cart machines. Yes. Wow. Where you put the cartridge. Yep. And so now people are hearing about this all day. (laughs) And they walk in and say, we got to hear this Carl Lewis thing. And I'm typing the show for that night. And I probably heard it 25, 30 (laughs) times. <laughs> my and, and I'm thinking. Uh oh. Yeah. The uh oh sells it. The uh oh sells it. And so now I have, I'm laughing every time, and I'm figuring by seven fifty-eight or whatever time it was, I had, would have been laughed out. No doubt. <laughs> you would think. You would think. <laughs> well, it didn't turn out that way. So. Ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem, and, and, and people watch it. Now, in the studio, which is, was considerably smaller than your spacious yes, digs I, here, yeah. we had three cameramen, had a, a stage manager, yeah. and a guy who ran the, the prompter. prompter. Yeah, the prompter operator. And Jack. Now, they are all collectively <laughs> losing it, and I am kind of leading the parade and i'm thinking well okay 
by the time it is over, I'll be fine. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you were not laughed out. And I think you just gave the the the, the voice of what everybody at home was doing, you I know? I guess. You know, and, and, and it, I said to somebody, it was like being in the back row when a substitute teacher was in, and you're holding it in, and you're holding it in until you can't, and two minutes later, you're in the principal's office. Well, you know... Uh, I'm, Boogers are flying out of my nose. <laughs> Spit's coming out of my... And I have lost it. And now I'm thinking, as I'm embarrassing myself, can I save this? <laughs> and I lean back in the chair, and I don't know where it came from, but the Francis Scott off-key line, it was like uh, intervention well, from God. Scripted? That literally... That was... No, no, it popped into my head as oh, I'm leaning back. <laughs> oh, wow. Francis Scott... Off key, and, and, and so I mean, it was oh, kick saving a beauty. <laughs> and, and, and so now, oh my gosh, perfect. And so now this show is over, and I'm thinking, so is my career. <laughs> and we used to go upstairs into that tiny little yeah, newsroom, and you that. would remove your IFB. Yes, you put it. We didn't have a spacious desks or anything. You had a, a drawer. Yeah, and you put it in the drawer. And so I'm walking into the room. The entire newsroom is hysterically <laughs> laughing. But it was the longest walk from the studio to the newsroom because I'm thinking, I'm dead. I'm fired. You have no this idea how it's received. Yeah, I'm over. Exactly. Yeah. And then they are. Oh, all laughing and at the end of the day it turned out all right and that night i think keith and dan did the 11th yeah they replayed the entire segment from the set of you yes, of you the laughing. entire thing so the big show the big show i was the big show part <laughs> deux. and oh my god yeah, and now 30 years have come and gone yeah and Carl Lewis was one of the elite athletes of the 20th century. There's no question. He was drafted in the 10th round in 1984 in the NBA. I didn't know that. And he, sadly, for a generation, <laughs> this is what people think about for Carl. Uh -oh. And I, I really feel awful about that, uh -oh. but it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Uh-oh. It really wasn't my fault. The uh-oh meaning that he just knew that the it register was, that he started down. the song that yeah. he couldn't he couldn't Midway get through, uh-oh. Uh and and, 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 and then the other thing that struck me was oh Derek God. Coleman. Yes. Who's biting... <laughs> I'm watching it right now. It's amazing. It, I'm just laughing. Oh my god! What, what, what's what's remarkable? The giggle fest. It. it and oh. So again, what I must tell you, it was extremely liberating for yes. me because I was relatively new to television. I was, you know, I've been at ESPN for three years, but basically I was a radio guy. Right. I still am. And. So, <laughs> I, I completely lost it. I, I was. And, <laughs> I was as naked as a human being with clothes on could be. And I survived, and it was okay, and there was like a, a, a natural reaction to it. And then over the years when I found things funny, because I was so liberated from that moment, I could laugh about Tanya Harding. Oh, my or, God. Or, or, or 
by the by the way, Mike the, Tyson, any of them. The Tanya Harding, because that's the other giggle moment for you. And it, the Tanya Harding, because it was once you got divorced, right? Right. They were, and her ex, her ex got the tool pickup st- truck, and she got the tool truck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're you're like going through the divorce settlement. Yeah, who, who got what? And she got to the she got the tool chest. <laughs> and you could and is that not funny? <laughs> and so so because of Carl Lewis, I, I can't get. It. I could then. Oh my god! You know, and and, and Mitch Flood Green and the haberdasher. Oh, in in. in uh, and, and the other one was, oh, um, was a Carrie Wood one. Carrie too. Wood, yeah. his uh, last known relief appearance when he got caught <laughs> relieving himself, and he told the cop, uh, "Not now, I'm not finished yet." So when you write that stuff, I mean, it's pure gold, and it writes itself. Yes, and so that is why they used to give me the kicker <sighs> stories to end shows. Oh my god! And yeah. Those are the days, And so man. the Kerry Wood thing was was kind of fun because he was a rookie. He was a rookie sensation. And I have lost it over his last known relief appearance. He was a starter at the time. Show's over. I come back upstairs, and I get a call from Mark Grace. They're in Arizona spring training. Yeah, yeah. He said, Kerry's uh, on the phone. I'd like to talk to you. And all we did was laugh. He loved it. Had a, and, and we became friends over the years because because of that. Yeah, I Carl and I not not so much. There was well, there was one. Yeah, there was one moment. Stuart and I were giggling, and we felt you know like we had license to to finish the segment <laughs> out that way because of you, and <laughs> you were kind of you kind of set the tone, and uh, it was a highlight of a Q school um, competition and the winners are going to obviously get their tour card. And it was, I don't know why we hadn't seen the highlight yet. It was handed to us. It was a, you know, one in the morning, whatever, just ended on the West coast or something. And we hadn't seen it yet. And it was a golfer who was in shorts, which was just odd to see anyway. He had to have been pushing about 300 pounds, too. So you don't believe, like, this guy is a professional golfer in any way or trying for his tour card. And the highlight was he kept missing a short gimme putt and wound up quadruple bogeying. And once he finally holed out, he grabbed the golf ball and with his other hand flipped the bird to the crowd. (laughs) And we just didn't see that one coming and we just both of us giggled and there were like four more shots on the shot sheet to finish out and we couldn't get through it just couldn't get through it and wound up just throw throw to break so you you didn't see it coming carl lewis i saw it all day and that might be part of why you found it so funny is that it's all day and you thought like you were done cool you're cool and then and if I had, you weren't. No, I love evidently. that stuff. Evidently, and and it, I just still, oh it, it blows me away that thirty years people still remember it and talk about it. 
It's crazy. That's part of the reason why you're here, too, Charlie. We're going down memory lane with Charlie Steiner right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take a break, come back, talk a little bit of Dodger uh, baseball. And I know, you know, you spent many, many years calling NFL games as well. So any of your memories of championship weekend, Charlie Steiner is here on the Rich Eisen Show. And there is breaking news out of the NFL. We'll hit it. Oh, look at that shot right there on camera. Wow. Look at all of us. That's like the 1997 team photo right there. I was so much older then. I'm younger than that now. (laughs) Nice. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on our radio show uh, and uh, on the Roku channel as well. Charlie Steiner is here. We just showed a, a photograph from 1997 and how being in the, the sports center heyday is such a um, uh, – I, I, I cherish it that it's, I was there. It's a foundation to what it. we went on to do and become. Uh, and, again, I've never had any inkling of ever being on television. TV. Yeah, never. Uh, but I – they – they were trying new stuff, right? Because in by '88, Sports Center was really teetering, and uh, they brought in, of course, John Walsh, the legendary uh, editor, managing editor, right. and they Rolling just, Stone, right? And uh, Rolling Stone, Newsday, Washington yeah. Post, right? Either that he was really great, or he couldn't hold a job. Hmm. Whatever it was, yeah. he was always uh, at great places. Yes, and but he was the mastermind behind that sports center and they experimented they brought in people uh, that you, hadn't done it before there you are with berman right up there oh, in the old oh that's when we days. did one of the, the, the commercials for the 60s that's right yeah right a and sports center of the Boomer 60s a, that a likes very bad wig uh, 
I just remember, again, when I walked in the door there, I was 26 in 1996. And I just remember walking in there and it was everybody who I'd seen on television. And now you guys are automatically my colleagues. And I was blown away by that. And um, it was you, Bob Lee, and Robin Roberts doing the early sports right. center, the early evening sports center. I know you said it was 7 when the Carl Lewis stuff happened in, right. in, in, 30 years ago. When I first arrived there, it was 6 o'clock sports it center. It varied six from Eastern. 6, 6.30, 7. It, it had kind of fixed at 6 o'clock yeah. when I walked in the door. And it was Dan and Keith and the big show. Right. And then the evening show, the, the 2 a.m. sports center or 2.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. sports center when I first arrived there was, you know, uh, the spot where Kilbourne was doing his thing right. and Brett Haber was there and Carl Ravitch. Tariko? Tariko had kind of already moved oh, had, out and okay. started doing other things. Right. And he would then come back every now and then. And I did a few sports centers with him. Um, and Linda Cohn was doing a ton, ton of shows. And uh, and then they hooked Stuart and I up together, and we kind of did that over and, and over again it, for six years. What was so wonderful about it, and, and, and you and Stuart had it, uh, Bob and I and Bob and Robin and I had it. Yeah. Bob and Robin are friends of mine to this day, um, and chemistry happens. You can't invent it. You can't create it. Either yeah. you have it or you don't. You guys had it. We had it. Um Dan and, and Keith sure had it. Yeah, it was sometimes combustible <laughs> chemistry, <laughs> but it's it, but it, it that is part of what I think also made it so great is that on occasion we were skating on the edge. Yes, we were on the razor's edge. You know what? Also, and, in retrospect, I think made that group happen when it did the fact that we were in Bristol, Connecticut. Mm. There was nothing else. We were our one another's families yes because there was nothing else to do there was no place else to go there were like two movie theaters within a country mile (laughs) or country miles um and so we were this family occasionally dysfunctional but a family that again in retrospect was far more talented than than I ever gave it credit for when we were there and it also met a certain time too because I have given this a lot of thought it was before you know, these oh, phones absolutely. and it was before, um, you know, the internet was, I'll be honest. I mean, I know I'm dating myself, but the internet was just getting started yeah. and, and, and it was and, a non-factor at that point. Correct. And, and I, I know management knew that this was going to be something they needed to mine or I didn't get, you know, ESPN go.com going right. Right? Yeah. and they had their own phones too. But before all of that, people were still tuning into sports center to see something maybe for the first time or for the only time after seeing it live, and we were there to tell them the story. You they know? watched our show, the early show, Bob and Robin and I, to mm-hmm. find out what they had missed during the day. Right. Mm-hmm. They turned into Keith and Dan to watch the highlights of what had transpired because, again, there was not that wide uh, panoply of games to watch right. because... There weren't, and so at least we were able to take in the uh, the video and edit them up. And then the late show was kind of a a, a combination of the two. And I remember what, what a big deal it was when they started to re-air the two oh, thirty. And the only reason yeah. they did that was in the morning at eight a.m. There was uh, 
body by Jake. That's right, Jake they, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who, who I see all the time. Right. And, and so they had those kinds of shows in the morning, and somebody went up to Steve Bornstein, who was the, the president of the network at the time, and said, what do we need this body by Jake nonsense for? Why not some highlights? And with that, the re-airs began. And they started getting earlier and earlier, believe it or not, because Steve Bornstein wanted to have something to watch while he was doing his workouts in the That's morning. Exactly and he had right. enough swing to say, hey, call up the programming department, put it on earlier and earlier. And that's what they did. Exactly. And I wound up, because I did those sports centers in the middle of the night and got re-aired throughout from 6 a.m. to 1 in the afternoon. Right. Um, I had the most, exp- even probably to this day, the most exposure of my career while I was asleep. Out like a light at 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning, and it, it was unreal. I, I still have people coming up to me today, Charlie, saying, I, you know, I woke up you, with you. I, woke yeah. up, I went, or, or, or the one that really is the, you know, the, the, the mind blower is I watched you and Stu before getting on the bus to go to school. Oh. I get that a lot. And, but I love it. You know, I know it obviously it makes me feel older, but there's nothing like that. I mean, it's a connection that, that, that I don't know that I would love to replicate here every day. And I hope that I do with people who take in the show and listen to it and watch it, that they feel like what we're saying is a wink and a nod to them. Yes. And if they don't get it, they know they might be missing out on something and want to. And if they don't get it, it, you've humored yourself. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say the other day to you? I'm like, at least I'm making myself laugh right Right. here. That's what it's all about. (laughs) And that's what it is. You know, and now, having been around for so long, uh, you know, young broadcasters, um, we just hired Stephen Nelson to, to add to the TV crew. Talked to him the other day. And, you know, he grew up watching mm-hmm. i mean really yeah. grew up you know he was right. pre-teen yeah. watching and so again we were lucky we were just at a time where espn and sports center grew exponentially and we were just we were just on the rocket ship and having fun yeah having and fun. got away with it charlie starner here on the rich eisen show um and you just mentioned you know Steve Nelson says, I used to watch you, and you could have said that same thing to Vin. I'm sure you did for all oh, those yeah. years. You got a, you got a, a good Scully story? You got, I know, I know that I'm, I'm know, asking to choose one here, but you got a good Vin story, Charlie? I'll tell you what. Uh, when he passed away in August, it, it really hit me. Yeah. It hit me hard. He was really my second dad because he was the guy that I grew up with wanting to be like he was the guy that I listened to when I was seven years old and they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, there are two things. One, Vin, like me, or me, like Vin, uh, not comfortable in public settings. Just, you know, if he wants to get in, get out, and move on. Mm-hmm. And I asked him about that once, and, and he said, um, it really... When I'm in a public setting, it's four B's. Oh, what are the four B's? <laughs> be there. Mm-hmm. Be early. Be seen. Be gone. <laughs> it works for me. And then I was, somebody had asked me to, to write a book, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And I was really, for the same reason, I just don't like that attention all that much. And I said, you never wrote a book. 
And uh, why is that? And he said, it boils down to the three E's. <laughs> oh, and what are the three E's? I have neither the energy, the ego, or the economic need. I said, good. And so th- those pearls of wisdom that I was able <laughs> to get amazing. from Vin over the years, things like that, um, he is embedded in me. And I, I, I do, you know, miss him. Uh, and that has no, you know, um, nothing born out of just the old school that we'll never see again. I don't think we'll never see. Will we ever see another broadcast where management says we're going to blow off half of a commercial break just to have you come back, turn your back to the field, look at the camera, and tell a story? That's what we're going to do. And that's what he did. And and it felt like we were talking about a connection that people have with a listener or a viewer. I mean, nobody nobody had a bond quite like him with, with anybody he that listened to him. He was as comfortable in his own skin as anybody I've ever met. He was he had a presence. And, you know, there's so many things about which we were similar. There are many things we were different. He never, in a day in his life, Wore a pair of blue jeans. Never <laughs> once. I, of course, live in blue jeans. I got dressed up for you. I've got black I jeans. I appreciate that. Today. Otherwise, you're More forever formal. in blue jeans. Yes, Understood. Good. Thank, Thank you, you, Neil. Right. Diamond. Um, and, and so he would look at me and my jeans and give me one of those. But we, it was a, almost a father-son wonderful relationship for mm-hmm. which I was enormously lucky. You know, Monday, Rick Monday, mm-hmm. me. Billy Delury, who is who came over from Brooklyn with Vin, and the four of us would have lunch or dinner before every game. Mm-hmm. And mathematically, we had upwards of a thousand dinners. The four of us just talking about life and stuff, and not always baseball. Um, and so, just being around him and watching how he conducted himself mm-hmm. he was just as comfortable in his own skin as anybody i've ever met charlie steiner here a few more minutes left with charlie here in studio on the rich eisen show well when do uh, when does charlie steiner and catchers report when does that happen they before me they before you they long before okay me. so um, they show up generally around uh, valentine's day okay here opening we go. day right is around i think the corner. march 31st right around the corner Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Uh, but the, the Padres seem to have joined this battle, Charlie. They're good. They're good. They're the spending- Dodgers have some questions this year going. What are your questions? Uh, who's playing second, short, third, left, and center? Those are a lot of questions. Uh, who's closing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does the rotation look like? Bring it on. Um, but <laughs> this is one of those, I think, years of transition. And we'll see how it, it plays out. Um you know, the, Trey Turner is gone. Justin Turner is gone. Uh, a couple of the starters are gone. Are they resetting their their their? It would appear their luxury tax. Because Trey Turner appear. to me is worth the money to go overspend on Trey him. Turner. Trey Turner. I don't think he wanted to be here. Is that it? I think Trey Turner. You want to be back east? Yeah. Okay. His wife is from New Jersey. Okay. He is from Virginia. And they were, and and so Philadelphia just seemed to be the perfect landing spot for him. And again, all this money now, players can really make a decision more than ever about lifestyle. 
rather than having to extend the extra dollar. Uh-huh. I think they just wanted to be on the East Coast, and by the way, they go to a real good team. They sure do. They sure do. You're defending uh, National League champion Philadelphia. Boy, and they were fun down the stretch. They were. They were great. I know. Um, so I, we haven't spoken about this yet. Um, you're a perfect person to chop it up with. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I always am hesitant to complain about somebody making a Hall of Fame because it is such a remarkable personal journey capper mm-hmm. for that individual. Sure. Um, but I never once watched Scott Rowland and thought to myself, that is a guy who's going to Cooperstown. Never. I'm happy to say uh, I'm on the other side. Okay. So and, I, you, and I will tell you why. Go for it. Set all the numbers aside. The fact that he was a really solid, good third base. Right. September the 17th, 2001. Six days after 9-11. Uh, I am assigned to do the first game back, the Phillies and the Braves at Veterans Stadium. And none of us were sure of the appropriateness of being there. What are we supposed to feel like? And I took the train down from New Haven to Philly, and I'm going through the tunnel and off to the left, what remained Mm. of uh, the Twin Towers still smoldering. Get to Philly, I don't know, about 11 o'clock in the morning. And again, nobody was traveling to speak of. And uh, get to the hotel, and I just go to the ballpark. And I'm there about noon, 1 o'clock. And a bunch of players, they're not even dressed yet. They're just walking around. Everybody's suspended animation. Nobody knows quite how to feel. And so Scott and I are sitting in the stands behind the first base dugout, still in our street clothes, and Asking each other, how do you feel? Should we even be here? Right. Um, and nobody quite knew. We had There was no nothing to uh, base it on. And he said, um, I don't feel right, but, you know, we got to play. He had two home runs that night, and the Phillies won the game. To me, in that moment, as a human being, yes. he became a Hall of Famer. And then he, he had a very substantial career and i was only 17 18 third baseman have ever been inducted into the hall of fame which was kind of a, a jarring number but that day i became a scott Rowland fan for life and whenever we see each other we haven't well i mean that years. is a it's a terrific story a remarkable story and yes like i see the wins above replacement statistics that he's a top five yeah. wins above replacement i don't that get they, that no, I, I don't know either. the war stuff either yeah uh, I, I just know you know watching them i i I thought he was a terrific baseball player, but I just did not think I was watching somebody who was generationally brilliant and and is going to be in the same room as, you know, Ruth Gehrig. He was generationally consistent. He was really good. Um, But Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? and, And, of course, I'm, you know, I'm totally biased. I think Mattingly is a terrific ball player. Even I am understanding that he is a borderline if right. not not hall of fame player but if he if if roland and harold baines are in then i, I th- yeah. that's that's where i'm going with this yeah, no, well. I, 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 and i think the, the the precedent setter is bill mazeroski who was a terrific defensive second baseman period um but was he a hall of famer probably not hit a great home run <laughs> yes he did and it cost me a dollar and uh it cost me a week a week's allowance when mazeroski you got time for a story? Sure. I'll give you a story. So Mazeroski hits the home run. 
It's 1960. I'm 11 years old. And I was picked up every Thursday or whatever day it was uh, by my piano teacher <laughs> from, Ella, from Lindner Place School. And she was going to drive me to my house where my mom bought a piano so I could learn to play the piano, which I didn't want to do. <laughs> and on this particular day, she picks me up. I said, can I have the day off? It's the seventh game of the World Series. Yeah. No. So I have, I made a bet, a dollar, with a friend of mine, little Ronnie Held from down the street. A dollar was like, it's like 20 packs of baseball cards. That's a lot of money. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a lot of dough. And I had the Yankees. So I'm playing on top of old Smokey. That was your tune? That's what I was working that day. I was Jerry Lee Lewis on wow. on top. So now, <laughs> uh, bum, 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 doorbell rings. Ronnie Held comes running into the house back in the day when you could run into other people's houses. The Pirates won. The Pirates won. Mazeroski hit a home run. That was long before walk-off. Mazeroski hit a home run. I knew two curse words. <laughs> And my piano teacher got both of them at high volume. That was the end of my piano playing career. Fast forward now to the 80s, 90s. I meet Mazeroski for the first time. Oh, this is great. And I tell him he cost me 20 packs of baseball cards, a week's worth of allowance, because you hit the home run, and I'm playing on top of old Smokey. I meet him subsequent times. Every time I saw him, he would go, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so Mazeroski, for me, will never be a Hall of Fame. <laughs> it cost me a dollar. <laughs> Charlie Steiner, you're uh, you're the best, man. Thanks for coming in here. I'd love to Great have to you every you. now and then if you just want to come here and hang out and just tell more stories. And I'm, we'll just I'm a lonely guy. No, you're not. <laughs> You're not at Happy all. Happy to. Good you to know. see you, Charlie Thanks. Steiner. Absolutely. The great Charlie Steiner here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, we finally have a new head coach of the Panthers. We'll tell you who that is. Love that photograph right there. Fantastic. Oh, look at that. We're back on the Rich Eisen Show in a moment. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I love this. I, I, that was just He's great. He's so good. He's so good. Story upon story upon story. Oh, Isn't that great? So good. Yeah, Bill Mazeroski made him curse out his piano teacher and little Ronnie, whatever, he owed a dollar to, and then he gets to tell Bill Mazeroski this story. <laughs> Sounds just like me with uh, meeting Mattingly for the first time in, uh, in Tiger Donnie! Stadium. Donnie Baseball! Embarrassing myself completely and then telling him, like, hey, you remember when I first met No, I don't. Okay. No, I'm totally embarrassed. Chris Farley show. Remember that, Don? Remember? <laughs> Everyone loves a tailgate party, right? Well, let me introduce yeah. you to my buddy, Emeril Lagasse, and his original Roku original series, Emerald Tailgates, right here on the Roku channel. Kicking everything up a notch on your favorite hometown recipes. Cooking up the best menus for your postseason tailgates. New episodes every Thursday leading up to the big game. And it's uh, free. That's right here on the Roku channel. So you can watch both this show on the Roku channel via Roku devices. The RokuChannel.com. The Roku app on your smartphone or Amazon Fire TV or select Samsung TVs. And you can also watch Emerald Tailgates and Emerald Tailgates the postseason on the Roku channel. Plus over 1,000 episodes of classic Emerald on live channel 441. Don't miss it. Emerald Tailgates, the postseason. Bam. Thank you, sir. I love Emerald. Um, so do I. Who doesn't? Yeah. Frank Reich is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, buddy. He quarterbacked him in 95, by the way. And then when he was done with his playing career, uh, he attended seminary in Charlotte. So this can be painted a bit as a homecoming in a way. Frank Reich, the new head coach. Hey, I thought Steve Wilkes did a pretty good, damn good job there. Mm-hmm. And it's just tough to be an interim head coach and get hired. Unless, of course, your name is Jeff Saturday, <laughs> and he may he may have that job in Indianapolis, it seems. He's still a front runner. Look, I, I, I thought it was an impetuous firing to fire Frank Reich, to say the least. I mean, the guy knows how to coach. And he knows how to coach quarterbacks. And the question, first question for him is, is Sam Darnold, is that what you've been brought to do? Or are the Panthers going to go get somebody else and hook him up to Frank Reich and say, grow old together? Tom Brady? Carson Wentz is out there, right? Ah, that's one guy that ain't going to Carolina. <laughs> it's Carson Wentz. Good one. And you say Tom Brady? I don't think that's Brady's spot. I don't think that's Brady's spot. Brady. He's but I, look, to win. I mean, when you when you when you hire a new coach, it's just like, well, that's terrible. That's good. First of all, you never know. Any single time a new coach gets hired, I always think, well, retread this, retread that. Just remember when Joe Torre being hired in 1996 for the New York Yankees. Such a retread. They they uh, they 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 were printing championship rings there. Bill Belichick, another, another one. one. Yeah. So Frank could Mike be a McCarthy. perfect fit, and we'll see what happens. The question is again, like, yeah. so is it Donald or it's not? And if you like Donald and you thought he was actually doing well, I mean, and bless that kid. He, he, he hasn't had the same situation for back-to-back years probably since USC. So he's got Frank Wright coming in, and, and that would be a blessing for him, I would think. 
So we got a Super Bowl winning quarterback just sitting on the bench and no one ever talks about. It's just ridiculous to me. Who's that? Nick Foles. I don't think. I, <laughs> okay. I don't think that's where he's going, but. You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it's on Westwood One. So check out that check check that one spot off the list for Sean Payton. That's he's not going there. I think Sean Payton's going back to Fox. I think that's not I, I think he is too. Didn't Breer say that yesterday? Yeah, I yeah. think he is too. Just just smells like it. Go hang out on Fox for another year. You'll yep. be free of the of the New Orleans compensation that would be hanging over any team that might want you or you might want them and they're not willing to spend and you so the next spot you go to you're hamstrung for the first round selection that's not yours anymore or do you just wait it out see if one of the los angeles gigs opens up or dallas has finally uh run its course in its mind with mccarthy and you, you wind up there play golf out here in los angeles live in los angeles hang out on fox make that money and and i mean he loves it that's not him. a bad. He, he likes doing that's, it. That's, that's a good life, guys. Say. That's uh, a great life. It seems like he likes it. I mean, Sean what's is, not to like? It's he he's lo- good at it too, and he's really good at it. Yeah, but I mean, if these guys miss coaching, you know, Rich can't get Mooch it. Out of, I know we'll never get it out of his head. Well, but I, I, I even this many but years. I, I think he's definitely going to go back to coaching. The question oh, is, yeah. is, does he have to take one right now? Denver, you go there. It's a beautiful place to live. A beautiful place to 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 go be a head coach. Yeah, but. Do you think Russell's the guy? Arizona, great place to be. Do you think Kyler's the guy? These are all questions that Sean Payton has to answer. And one thing that uh, you know he doesn't have to answer is, is he going to Carolina because they went with Frank Reich? There you have it. Okay. We're just going to go back to our bread and butter to finish today's show. Ankles? Yeah. Kaput. <laughs> Our bread and butter is we cover ankles, ankles unlike anybody else in the business. Brilliant! So we became a list show. Now we're an ankle show. We're an ankle yeah. show. Or an anatomy. Top five and, ankles. Give me music. Oh, no, I'm an anatomy on, show. On, There's only one ankle we're talking about today. No, no. It's okay. it's I was ready. Patrick Mahomes. Remember I said earlier when he spoke today and we, we showed you those sound bites from today's press conference about his ankle? I said, will somebody take, did somebody take a video of his ankle? Uh-oh. Michelle Steele has done so. Video. Right. Thank you, Michelle. Here we go. All right, here it is. Okay. Oh, oh that's on step. purpose. Let's see it again. Check it out. Oh, okay. 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 Now, hold on a second. Well, he hold didn't on. Don't stop. Hold, hold on. on. He hold didn't on. use hold the on. steps in front of him just yeah, yesterday. He, Yesterday, you have yesterday's footage? Do you have yesterday's footage? He jumped off the Yesterday's riser. footage that you used as proof that he had a hitch in his giddy-up, he used the step. little steps. Yeah. He One used step. the steps there. there. Oh, okay. step, step. And he went out the door. And you're like, wait wait a minute. Yeah. They're going down the little steps that you yeah. thought that was a hitch. And I thought, uh, no. Yeah. That looked like it flowed to me. I saw a little Today, hitch. Today, he looks at those little steps and says, no, no, no. Here's the next part of my rehab. I'm, I'm going, going full boot. step down off the yeah. riser onto his foot. Onto that the foot. That is hurt. Look at that. He used he his to his right. He landed on, on the bad on, ankle. Hold on. Hold on. All he does not land on the ankle. He uses his tippy toes to get down. Yeah, Notice yep. if you look, 
Oh, no yeah. pressure yes, goes no on, pressure the on the heel. On the heel. He's like because favoring that That's angle. how he walks. Like, Nobody no, puts no, their no, foot no, down. No. On a he doesn't walk on his guys, toes. Guys, hold on a second. He, he, That's ridiculous. No on Show that to me one more time. Yeah, go. It's, seriously, watch. So you're saying his left foot is on his toes? No, our right foot. Right, right foot. Toes. No, that's just him toe. stepping down. No, you got normal step down. No, normal step down. These guys are wrong. He doesn't put any weight on the actual ankle. It's all on the toes. Yep. Yeah, he's like he favored the toe. I'm gonna say hey, this. I don't know what he's talking. What's he oh, going to do? Footage. Go hit oh, first from today. This is practice footage from today. Oh, from yeah, today, great. come on, James Palmer's on it again. Let's go. All right. Oh, this is a full skip now. Oh, he's, oh, he's showing off. Skipping. Oh, he's oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. spinning. Oh, oh, he hit the B button right there. <laughs> a spinorama. <laughs> he hit him with a burp. Come on. He's fun. He knows he's on camera. Yeah. He's now showing off. This that's guy. an FP. That's a full practice. This yes. guy. And that's a he BP, a, a Bengals problem. That's a Bengals problem. That is a BP. FP equals a YP is a your problem. Your problem. Yeah. And if that's a Bengals. I'm, I'm, I'm fuzzing on these. What, what are you, what's these YP things? All right. Oh, my so God. <laughs> yesterday. Who's the colonel? Here's the deal. Yesterday, he took the little steps Who's down. Who's the colonel? And... He kind of eased his way into a skip at practice. Yeah. Today, he oh, looks at those little steps and he's like, "Screw that!" Yeah. I've got a full step down from the riser in me, and I'm gonna land on the ankle. That's a problem. I'll show everybody. I don't need little foot. steps. <laughs> little steps was so yesterday. Today's the big ass yeah. riser step. He said that's a step. And then I'm going We're to done. practice. And I am going to spin around. Skip. I know James Palmer's out on, on the max when he's on the 6X on his iPhone. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's going full 6X Zoom the whole way he's in. sitting in the rafters. <laughs> and I'm going to spin around. Also, he's going vertical. Come on, landscape. James, what are we doing? So, in other words, yesterday was old cell service. Today, oh, gosh. he's got his full new Einstein cell service, and he's left his bike behind. Brilliant. Thank you. I thought we were gonna go that one, is a brilliant analogy day. and I analysis. Make it one day. Best yeah. ankle coverage in the business. That's what we do. This was so Saturday.